You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 215. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is about the ups and downs of investing. But Before we get to the topic of the day, do you have kids in sports? If you listened to the podcast two weeks ago, I asked the same question, but I'm asking again, do you have kids in sports? You know what's amazing? So I do. I have kids in sports. My oldest is 24. She's a teacher in Washington, D.C., but I have a ninth grader and a seventh grader, and these two girls are in sports. And it is amazing because they're volleyball players, and they haven't, or I'm sorry, they have been playing the sport since fourth grade. And so I see so much improvement. If I look at a little video from fourth grade and now I look at a video from seventh grade or from my oldest ninth grade, it is astronomical. The amount of advancements they have made over the past several years is simply amazing. But do you know what? When I watch them on a weekly or a daily or a monthly basis, the one day I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow, Eva, wow, Grace, you just made a nice advancement. You're hitting the ball harder. You're jumping higher. And the next day, it's, whoa, wow, Eva, you are getting all these passes right to the setter. So amazing. And Grace, you're jumping higher and getting blocked shots. And then day three comes, and I'm watching practice, or I'm watching a game, and I'm thinking, oh, Might have taken a step back here. The hits aren't as strong. The passes aren't as good. Are you just having a bad game? Are you injured? Are you not focused? Are you not making those advancements? So when I see them on a weekly basis, I see, or a monthly basis, I see two steps forward and one step back. Isn't that the way life goes? Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The ups and downs of investing. Now, I have done a podcast a couple of weeks ago that might feel a little similar to what I'm doing today, but I have received many calls and questions from clients and friends and acquaintances and family members just about how bad things we're in 2022 and what they think is going to be so bad in 2023. And you know what? I do not blame them. 
Because consider everything we have all been through in recent years. The global pandemic, rapid inflation, war in Europe, volatile stock market, and bond market. It's reasonable to feel uneasy in the face of so much uncertainty. And at the same time, we're getting all these experts making all these predictions on how 2023 is going to land. Are we going to have another negative year in the stock market or are we going to do really well? And I'm telling you, the experts, the experts that get paid millions of dollars are all over the board, just like they are every single year because nobody exactly knows. But what if you're coined one of those experts? What if you need to make a prediction on how the stock market's going to do? the next three years. As imagine for a second, it's the end of 2019 and you know what you know now, okay? It's like Biff in Back to the Future when he had his sports almanac and went into the past and knew the outcomes of sporting events and so he was able to place bets. Imagine you at least know what you know now. It's the end of 2019. You know there's going to be a global pandemic. You know there's going to be rapid inflation. You know there's going to be a war. You know there's going to be a volatile stock and bond markets. What is going to be your guess knowing those things where stocks are going to end up at the end of 2022 in a total three-year return? You think stocks will be up 25%? You think they'll be flat or down 25%. What would be your prediction if you had the knowledge of future events, but not where the stock market landed? What would your guess be? Well, if you predicted that the stock market in a total return, 2020, 2021, and 2022 was going to be up almost 25%, you would have been right. And that includes last year's almost 19% decline. How can that be? How can the we have a 25% stock market return? Well, because 20 and 21 were pretty dang good. In 2020, the stock market was up between 10 and 20%. In 2021, it was up between 20 and 30%. And then we had our almost 19% decline. But if I add up the total return, we're at a positive 25%. You see, the stock market is all over the place. If I look at the 97 years and where the S&P landed, when I say the stock market, I'm not talking about a specific investment. I'm just talking about the S&P 500, the weighted average of the largest 500 stocks. And we have 97 years of reliable stock market data. And if I look at the range of returns, 21 of the years, the stock market landed between 10 and 20%, 16 between 20 and 30%, 15 between 30 and 40%. There were two years that the stock market was up between 50 and 60%. And one of those years was 1933. Stock market was up over 55%. But when I look at the flip side, oh man, there were 14 years the stock market landed between zero and 10%. There were 14 years when the stock market landed between negative 10% and zero. There were six years the stock market landed between negative 10 and negative 20%. 
and so on. In one year, the stock market ended almost negative 45%. So we have the full gamut, ranging from a year when the stock market lost almost 50% to two years when it gained almost 50%. And the bulk of the returns are between negative 10% and positive 40%. That's a big range. So you get a sense when I'm speaking of this huge range, the distribution of returns. So rather than a forecast of what any year's return will be, it's nice to look at a range of returns. The best prediction of what will happen next year is a random draw of one of these 97 years of stock market history that we have between 1926 and 2022. We can't go back further than that because we don't have reliable data. So the Center for Research on Security Prices, located down at the University of Chicago, has reliable stock market data dating back to 1926 for the S&P 500. And if we look more closely at the past three years, Once again, those returns in 2020 and 2021 were really good. In 2020, we ended between 10 and 20%. That's 21 years where the stock market ended between 10 and 20%. That was 2020 was one of the 21 years. In 2021, the stock market ended, landed between 20 and 30%. 16 of the 97 years landed between 20 and 30%. And then comes 2022. 2022, the stock market ended between negative 10 and negative 20%. Only six years in history was the stock market, did it land in that range? And only 12 years in history has the stock market landed between negative 10 and negative 50%. But isn't these three years just seem like a representation of the history of the stock market returns? Like my daughter's playing volleyball, two steps forward, one step back. That's what happened the last three years in the stock market. We took two steps forward and we took one step back. Two positive years and one negative year? Isn't that the way the world works, at least in volleyball and in the stock market and probably a whole bunch of other things that you can think of? When I started Fortress Planning Group, I took a couple of steps forward. I took a step back. Then I took a couple of steps forward and then a step back. And in the midst of it all, sometimes I thought, was is Fortress ever going to be successful? But now it dates back to 2011 almost 12 years now. And when I look at where I was when I started and where the company is now, I see a positive outlook. But I took two steps forward and one step back every single month and year. Same with volleyball, same with the stock market. So how do I, as an investment advisor, explain and have many, many clients that are depending on me and Fortress Planning Group to lower their stress. Like, How do we explain stock market returns? How do I, of these last three years, given the stress that people have felt with the pandemic and war and inflation and volatility? It's like I talked about two weeks ago. We think of it in terms of 
ingenuity, and flexibility, bailing us out every time. What happens when companies or individuals get hit with bad news? We don't just sit there and take it. We try to figure out how to get back on track. That's what happened during the pandemic. The pandemic hit and the markets dropped 20%. Then human ingenuity kicked in by the end of the year. We had a vaccine and started distributing it at incredible speed. That innovation continued as businesses adjusted into the next year. We don't just sit there as humans. We figure it out. And when we figure things out and make better products and better services with greater speed, profits exist. And that's what fuels that stock market. But we take steps back too, like 2022. Let's look at how the last three years compare with the previous 94. So returns on the S&P 500, if we average all of the returns from 1926 through 2019, the S&P 500, the index, this is not an investment. You can invest in a S&P 500 index fund And then you would get these returns that I'm talking about minus any expenses and minus any tracking error. So what I'm giving you is just an index. But the average return between 1926 and 2019, 10.2% per year over that 94-year period. But if we take it a step further, the average return in the monthly T-bills, the one-month T-bills, which is considered a riskless asset, averaged 3.32%. So when we think of our equity risk premium, that is the S&P 500 index minus this T-bill that you could get riskless is 6.88% per year. That's the reward you get for investing in the stock market an equity premium of about 7% per year. If we know that we could have been in some sort of risk-free return for an average return of 3.32%. Now, the average of the last five years, we weren't getting that 3.32%. In fact, since 2008, we really haven't. But if we compare the last 94 years. Now, what about the last three years? The S&P 500, it compounded at 7.66%. So when we take those two positive years plus the negative year, that total return was 25, around 25%. The average compounded return was 7.66%. And now let's look at what the equity risk premium is because in that three-month period when inflation was so low, except for in 2022, that one-month T-bill the average over that three-year period was 0.64%. So not investing in the stock market and investing in what is quote-unquote a risk-free asset class, the one-month T-bill, that got you less than a percent. So again, if I'm going to subtract that one-month T-bill from the average S&P 500 over the three-year period, the equity risk premium is 7.02%. Guess what? That's higher than the average of the 94 years previously when the stock market averaged 10.2%, but you could have got a risk-free return at 3.32. 
very close to the same too, 7.02% compared to 6.88%. Now I'm getting in the weeds here, but your equity risk premium, the return you receive for taking the risk in the last three years was a little bit higher, but virtually the same as the average of the 94 years previously. And when I average all 97 years, 10.12% S&P 500 compounded return. One month T-bill, 3.24% average return. Equity risk premium, 6.88%. If you start thinking of it this way, it was a good last three years, wasn't it? In other words, the last three years in terms of equity returns have been, in quotes, normal, even though All we can see is our one step back from 2022. And how can we explain normal returns when it seemed to some people that the world was falling apart? Well, think of it this way. Think of public financial markets, the stock exchange, as a giant information processing machine. When bad news comes in, prices drop. When good news comes in, prices rise. The stock market every day is trying to set prices to induce investors to come in and invest. If the stock market had a negative expected outcome every day, nobody would come to the stock market to invest. But the stock market is constantly adjusting prices so that investors have a positive expected outcome. One of the most important principles of investing is being a long-term investor with an investment plan that you can stick with. And if you haven't listened to my podcast, episode number 213, that's what I talk about, your investment plan. The stock market will go up and down. It always has. It always will. If during this three-year period, you felt like you had to bail out of stocks for some reason, then you had probably invested too much of your money in stocks to begin with. But if you had about the right amount for you invested in stocks, there's a good chance that you didn't have to make any adjustments to your portfolio mix. At the beginning of this podcast, I asked you a question. If you had the knowledge of future events for year 2022, 2021, and 2020, if you knew we were going to have a pandemic, a war, high inflation, super volatile stock market, but you didn't know where the stock market, where the stock market was going to land, what would have been your prediction? Probably not a positive return of 25% over those three years. But I'm going to ask you another question. What's going to happen over the next three years? 2023, 2024, 2025. Who knows? But there's good news, Family Steward. If you've planned for the range of outcomes, you won't have to worry about relying on a prediction. And furthermore, you won't have to rely on any of these talking heads predictions either because you know that anything is possible but more than likely what's going to happen over the next three years is we will most likely take two steps forward and we're going to be really happy but we will also most likely 
take a step back and then we're going to be sad just like we were in 2022. You see, we look at our statements every month and if they go up $100,000 or even $1,000, we bank on that being our money for life. So the next month, if the stock market or your your investments go down $1,000 or $100,000, now it feels like you lost it. But really, expect that number to keep going up and down. But over the long run, just like when I watch my kids play volleyball from fourth grade to seventh grade and from fourth grade to ninth grade, and you look up and you're like, look at all this progress. I bet if you look past the last 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, 30 years, you see major progress in your 401k or investments. This is all the time I have, but I hope everyone has an awesome, awesome week. And I will see you when on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Active of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group is not rented or offered under personalized investment tax through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.